Welcome to the Excel in Retirement Show, where financial planning becomes understandable. Your host, David C. Treese, is a licensed financial advisor who specializes in retirement income planning. Do you know where your income will come from in retirement? David helps people know where their paychecks will come from in retirement. David's desire for each of his clients is to have financial confidence, protection, and growth. We believe this is achievable with the right plan in place. Together, we'll build a plan specific to your financial goals. We work with clients from all over, and we'd love to connect with you. Go to clientsexcel.com to connect with us. If you'd like to speak with us, call our office at 864-641-7955. Thanks for listening. Now to the show. Welcome back to the Excel in Retirement podcast. I am excited that you are tuning in to listen to our show today. I hope you have been well. I am sorry for the hiatus we've had on the podcast, but it has been crazy in our business and experienced a lot of good growth, rapid growth last year, and we have had to staff up for that, and that has been a wonderful problem to have. But we want to get back after the podcast and provide good content that will help you on your financial planning journey. I came around almost five years after my sister was born, And like a lot of brothers and sisters, we had a lot of sibling arguments here and there. And this must have been an issue in the car or when we were driving because my parents finally got the wise idea to to buy a minivan. And they thought that if we each had our own bench seat to sit on, we wouldn't have to deal with each other's cooties. Seems like a pretty logical idea. We had the State of the Union address given by the president a couple weeks ago now. And if you had a chance to watch that, you would have thought our legislators needed a minivan too. There was a lot of unity lacking, and I'm afraid that hyperpartisanship doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon. During times of hyperpartisanship, like we are living in now, I believe our legislative risk goes up because there's less predictability regarding which bills will be signed into law by the president, and there's less cohesion on the terms of legislation since both parties are not working together to make our laws. So an example of legislative risk may be that uh, our tax rate risk. Okay, when we begin using a 401k or 403b or an IRA or a tax-deferred account in general, we have made a deal with the government. And the government is essentially our silent business partner. The deal we made is that we would lower our taxes now by contributing to those accounts, but we will ultimately pay taxes at whatever the tax rate is whenever we take our funds out. And so it helps us today while we're working by lowering our taxes today, but we will eventually pay taxes on that money at whatever the tax rate is. So one common theme we heard in the State of the Union was tax the rich, in air quotes, tax the rich, and that wealthy Americans should be taxed more. But what we need to remember is that Washington defines wealth differently than Main Street. Becky Swansburg is the CEO of Stonewood Financial, and that's a company that provides financial software for financial planners, and they do research for advisors. Swansburg has a big legislative background. She worked in the Bush White House as a staffer and worked in uh, various other legislative positions before joining Stonewood. In Swansburg white paper entitled Congressional Spending and the Impact to Savers, 
She wrote, over the past year, Congress has been busy debating new tax and spending packages, in part based on President Biden's Build Back Better agenda. The packages authorize new spending toward the expansion of health care, education, family leave, climate change initiatives, and more. Naturally, to fund this new spending, the bills have also included a multitude of new and expanded tax proposals for individuals and corporations. Significantly, many of these tax provisions have targeted IRAs, 401ks, and other retirement savings vehicles. At a high level, these proposals represent a significant change in the way Washington views saving for retirement. The House Democrats stated one goal of this Uh, of these initiatives is to avoid subsidizing retirement savings once account balances reach high levels. That's the end of her quote, or actually it goes on a minute. In my opinion, she says, Congress has shifted from incentivizing Americans to save for uh, the future to penalizing Americans who have successfully saved. That's a sad state of affairs. I would be happy to send you that full white paper uh, that Swansburg wrote on this. If you just email us at connect at clientsexcel.com, I'd be happy to send that to you if you'd like to read over it. Naturally, though, the upper middle class and those who have saved for retirement have reason to tread cautiously. After all, you've got to remember the government is $31.5 trillion in debt. And in our next segment, we're going to talk about Social Security and so forth. But that's super underfunded. By the early 2030s, Social Security is projected to be able to pay 77 cents for every dollar of scheduled benefits. I believe that's in year 2033. President Biden has stated that nobody with $400,000 or less in income will see tax increases. But with a casual glance, we can say otherwise. In 2026, the Trump tax code's cuts will expire and we will all be paying more in taxes at that point if we have income. I believe we are in a rising tax rate environment and positioning ourselves with tax precision will help us help to aid us in our financial success going forward. The other issue with hyperpartisanship is that it makes reform appear impossible. Yeah, it's no conspiracy that Social Security is underfunded and we're going to have issues in the 2030s. Seven to ten years out, which is now, is the time to be talking about how to fix programs like these. Given the fact that reforms do not seem likely in the near term, it makes perfect sense to shield yourself from future taxes by implementing tax-free streams of future income. We can do this now for less because of the Trump tax breaks, and we'll be able to do that until 2026 when the, tax, when the, when the uh, Trump tax breaks sunset. If you're concerned about your tax rate risk, I'd be happy to, um, to have, a, have a consultative conversation with you on this. We can schedule a time to develop a strategy customized just for you and your particular needs. And please remember, though, that none of this should be construed as tax or legal advice, and you should seek the counsel of a lawyer or a tax advisor before implementing any strategies that we discuss on our podcast. In the next segment here, let's talk about Social Security and what is going on there. The Wall Street Journal had an article uh, this past weekend that I want to go over here in a few minutes. I spent a lot of time at my grandparents' house as a kid. And for a little boy who liked to be outside, it was a dream because much of my grandparents' time was spent outside in their acres-big garden. 
What boy doesn't like dirt, right? My grandfather had two tractors. One was used for hauling, and then he had one that was used for disking the ground, and he put his implements on, and he let me ride on the back as he drove them. It was a lot of fun. And he used these tractors, or used one of them, he had some sort of implement, I can't remember exactly how it worked now, but it used it to bale hay in his pasture. And he would sell the hay to farmers who had cows and horses and so forth. And when I was growing up, every little boy needed a pocket knife too. So naturally, my dad got me a little knife that probably measured less than two inches when it was expanded. And I loved it. I carried it everywhere. I looked for any opportunity I could find to use my little knife. And so one afternoon, I was walking around the pasture with my grandfather after he had baled some hay. And when the hay is baled, a piece of twine, this brown color, and uh, is wrapped around the, the bale of hay to keep it all together nice and neat. And as I was walking around, I saw the twine all around a bale of hay, and it was just too tempting to not cut it with my little knife. As soon as I cut that twine, it made this popping sound, and that neat bundle was done. I have never seen my grandfather matter than he was that day at me. It's like he instantly heard that pop when that, when that twine came loose. And now he was of the generation that ate the chicken and the bones. Nothing went to waste in his household. And this hay, now it couldn't be sold. And so he was very disappointed. When he was in hospice years later, he had lost his cognitive ability. And he finally confessed to me that I was his favorite grandchild. And I already knew it, but it was nice having that confirmation. It's a good thing, though, that I was his favorite that day because I felt like he wanted to hang me by my toenails in the barn. That was the most irritated I had ever seen him. When it comes time to claim Social Security or we're aging into it, there is a strong temptation to get that money as soon as we can. In fact, most people claim as soon as they can at age 62. And I get it. I love having extra money in my pocket, but it's important that we may be, or it's important for us to understand that we may be giving up quite a bit of money in doing that. The Wall Street Journal had an article last Sunday about this topic, and I'll quote from it. From it. it said, a recent study found by the, or funded by the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta finds that retirees often gives up tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands of dollars by taking Social Security benefits too early. The article states that researchers found that 90% of people would benefit from waiting to claim until age 70. And this would in, uh, increase discretionary income by spending, uh, excuse me, it would, just, it would increase discretionary income spending by about 10% or $182,370 on average for most folks. Did you ever think claiming early could be that costly? If you've already claimed you're not alone, only 10% of people will wait until age 70. There's a Boston University professor named Lawrence Kolokoff, and he said figuring out when to collect payments, especially if someone is eligible for multiple benefits or coordinating with a spouse, can be almost impossible to get right. In my observation, the professor is right. I have found that most people get little or no help with making Social Security decisions, in fact. And the rules surrounding how to claim are daunting. So the Social Security rules 
the, the amount of rules is on par with the IRS tax code, believe it or not. It's been estimated that there are 81 age combinations and 567 sets of calculations to determine how and when to claim your Social Security benefit. It's not exactly easy to figure out. So what do we do in our office? We use software to analyze the best claiming strategy. We let a computer do the hard work of computating how you can get the most out of Social Security. And the program will show us how we can, we can uh, maximize those benefits over your lifetime. Unfortunately, you won't get this help at the Social Security office. And sadly, the government just isn't equipped to give you advice on how to claim a benefit that you've been paying into for as long as you've been working. Also, what I find is when people come into our office or give us a call uh, and they have questions about Social Security, I've found that most of the time they have a financial advisor, and yet that advisor has never given them an objective plan for how to claim their benefits. You have to scratch your head and, and, and wonder why, you know? After all, the difference in how we claim Social Security can be the difference of over $100,000. That's not a stretch at all. So making the wrong decision can cost you dearly. If you'd like a Social Security report that illustrates how you can get the most out of your Social Security benefits, you can uh, just email us at connect at clientsexcel.com and we'll schedule a, a brief 15-minute call and I'd be happy to provide this complimentary resource to you that illustrates what money is in play for you so that you can make the best decision possible about how and when you should claim. And I always tell folks, even if you've already decided to take Social Security, at least you should know all of your options and go into it as wide-eyed as possible. And so I'd be happy to, to help you there with that report. There's no cost or obligation. You can call us also at 864-641-7955. I hope you have a great day and we'll see you next time on the podcast. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Clients Excel are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including potential loss of principal. Any reference to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the insuring carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It's not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet particular needs of an individual situation. Clients Excel is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Clients Excel. The use of logos and or trademarks of podcast hosting sites are the property of their respective owners and are not an endorsement by those owners of our firm or our program.